0: We're talking all things cosmos, the eclipse, and reminding you that you can transform and rewrite the narrative anytime you want. Tune in to hear how I did it. Hello, and welcome to those late night visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. I apologize if I sound a little stuffed up, but my allergies are definitely getting the best of me, so bear with me. I am just an itchy nose and itchy throat kind of gal today. However, with that in mind, we got lots to talk about. I want to talk about the eclipse that we just experienced... I just want to remind you, whenever you're ready to transform, the ball's totally in your court. So let's start with this eclipse we had on Friday in Scorpio. Oh man, this was a doozy. And I know it was a doozy for myself and so many others. This eclipse season hit hard and it hit hard for a bunch of different reasons. One, this is the last time we're going to see these signs before the north and south node move. This was literally a culmination of the last 18 months or so as to everything that we've learned, everything we need to let go of all of the things. And I gotta be honest. Some of the stuff I've been releasing and the conversations I've been having and the moves I've been making, I've been blowing myself away. Like I don't even recognize myself to be quite honest. And that's okay. And I think also because we have had this eclipse while we're still in Mercury retrograde, we're experiencing it on a different level as well. Now, this eclipse definitely brought transformation, but it also brought forward a lot of what was hidden under the surface. I know I was addressing certain conversations that I wasn't expecting to address, but they were conversations that needed to be had that have been going on for quite some time in my life. I needed to finally speak up. So I'm glad I did. And hopefully moving forward, you know, things will get better in those relationships. So the eclipse season is technically not over until we experience our new moon in Taurus on May 19th, literally two days before it goes into Gemini. So we're still in it. However, a lot of the change that we have already experienced, we're going to see over the next few weeks. Well, over the next 11 days. Here's what you need to know. If new opportunities are coming, jump on them. If there's things that are still coming up that need to be healed, heal them. Do the work right now. Because you're really showing the universe, you're showing your guides that you are totally ready for whatever it is they have in store. And you're totally ready for the next chapter, next level, whatever you want to call it. be open to it because you just never know and you never know what might just hop out in front of you and you're like oh my gosh i wish this came sooner because remember the universe never tells us no it tells us not yet yes or i've got something better because it's always this or something better this or something better this or something better And that's what you need to remember. Now, as we move into the new North and South Nodes in July, we'll be shifting into Aries and Libra. So Aries is going to be the North Node. Libra is going to be the South Node. Our North Node is our Dharma. Our South Node is our Karma. Now, Karma doesn't have to be a bad thing. Karma can be very good. So the karma coming can be karma in relationships, karma in balance, karma in legal systems and legal things. Why? Because Libra rules over the seventh house of relationships. Libra represents the scales, which represents the justice system, which represents legal matters. So if you are waiting for things to shift in that area for you and you know you've been doing the work, you know that you are do some good karma, I wouldn't be surprised if July, when it shifts into South Node in Libra, you might see some of these things starting to shift. Now, North Node in Aries. That's a totally different thing than North Node in Taurus that we've been having. North Node in Aries forces us to look more at ourselves. Look more at our our values, at our self-image, at our body image, at just what we believe. It's going to be very interesting as we make these shifts. Because we're going to have to put ourselves first to a certain extent. The Energy is literally calling for it. But we don't have to worry about that till July. And don't worry. When it's July, I'll totally let you know and fill you in, and we will totally talk about it some more. So, with that in mind, what do you need to know now? Well, now it's literally riding out the last few weeks of Taurus season. Mercury is stationing direct on the 14th on Mother's Day, 1117 p.m. Eastern Time. So next Monday, May 15th, we'll be feeling a whole lot better in many respects. We are going to see things start to move forward again. We're going to start to see things a little more clearly. We're going to be able to communicate more clearly. So get ready for that. It's something to look forward to to, to be quite honest. And then... Jupiter enters Taurus, we have a new moon in Taurus, we have Mars entering Leo, and then the sun moves into Gemini. And when the sun is in Gemini, we're in an airy space. And that feels a whole lot different than this grounded Taurus energy that we're in right now. But that's neither here nor there, we'll get to that as it gets closer. What I did wanna speak today about is this. I've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes with mentors and with, you know, the business and everything else. And I want you to remember, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what it is you're dealing with, you literally have the power to transform yourself anytime you wish. You literally have the power to reinvent yourself. Whenever you want. We are constantly evolving. We are constantly changing. So do it. And here's the thing. So, you know, if you've listened to all of my podcast episodes, you've definitely heard this story. And if you've been following me on Instagram or wherever, you probably know my story. But I want to share this with you. Because I think so many times we forget how much power we actually have. Like I went literally from rock bottom to living in my parents' house, having to move back in with them at 32 years old and having to pick up the pieces of my life. Shortly thereafter, I was forced to resign from my position and I had to pick up the pieces yet again. So the reason I'm telling you my story is this. If I can go from surviving to thriving, from a place where nothing in my life is going right to now everything being exactly what I thought I would once have, then you can too. And this isn't like a ha-ha look at my life versus yours. This is a, like, if I can do it, you can do it too. So keep that in mind as I'm telling my story today because I haven't shared it in a while. And for those new listeners that I have, I think it's really important that you truly know my story and you truly know like who I am down to a core. Because yes, I've spoken about my spiritual being and I've talked about my journey in that sense, but I've never really fully gone into you know, my other parts of So, here we go. So, 2016, again, I'm 32 years old. I was living with my boyfriend at the time, and we go to my cousin's wedding. I had a blast at that wedding, like literally so much fun. I hadn't had fun in a wedding like that in a very long time. Tearing up the dance floor, like just chilling, taking shots with my uncle, just so much fun. So anyway, the next day, I should preface it with my boyfriend was acting a little weird, but I didn't pay much mind to it because I just figured he was like absolutely shit-faced. Well, the next day we're hungover for obvious reasons. We were sitting on the couch and literally We're watching TV. I think we were recapping the night. And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, I can't do that. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I can't marry you. Now, mind you, this was somebody that I had been friends with since I was 17 years old. It was somebody that had begged me to date them time and time again. And at this point, I had finally given him the time of day, and we were dating for over three years, like three and a half years. Again, living together, used to travel everywhere together, life was good. We were living in his family's house over in Greenwich, Connecticut, by the water. It was gorgeous. It was fabulous. And he drops this bomb on me. So I'm like, all right. What do I do? You know, what do I do? So I lose my mind. I kind of lost lost my shit a little bit. I say to him, I was like, all right, well, we'll sleep on it. And then I will pack a bag and go to my parents' house tomorrow. I was like, I'll give you some space. And then, you know, when you're ready, we'll talk again and figure it out. Because in my head, I was like, oh, he's just freaking out. It'll be fine. Because he had done this once before. Case in point being, I should have listened the first time, but we live and learn. I moved back to my parents' house, and I'll never forget it. it. I felt like I was in like a movie or a TV show. It was like such a picture-perfect moment in such an odd way. So I had packed my suitcase, like my big Mungungo suitcase. And I fit everything I could in there. Packed up Mischief and all of her things, because you know what? Screw you, she's my cash, coming with me. And I went to my parents' house. And at that point, my dad met me out in the driveway. And helped me get my bags out. And I just remember crying into him. I was embarrassed. I was hurt. I felt betrayed. Among so many other emotions that were flooding through me. I was angry. Ugh, you name it, I was probably feeling it. So, about a week later, he's like, All right, let's meet up. I'm like, okay. I meet him at this spot down by the Hudson River. When I saw him, he reeked of booze. Like reeked of it. He was probably still drunk from the night before. And I dragged out of him, like, what he did the night before. And he went out with my cousin. And to make a matter just a little bit more difficult, he was best friends with one of my cousins. So, you know, that's always fun. Anyway, so we're sitting there. And he's like, no, like, I made the right decision. Like, I'm done. And as my heart was literally ripping out of my body... I just dealt with it. And I went back home and I was crushed and that was that. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. I was lucky I was getting dressed, to be quite honest. I would do things just to get out of the house. So I started setting up my classroom way earlier than I normally did because I just wanted to get out of the house. I just occupied myself because if I didn't, I would just cry. And so I took one day at a time and that was the best I could do for that. And then the school year started, and it helped. It helped. I was able to at least function as a human. And I realized that by staying at my parents' house, I was not really doing myself much good in the sense of, like, really healing. Because my mother would cook every night and, you know... I wasn't really doing much for myself. And so I decided to move out on my own. Against my parents' wishes, I found an apartment and moved back out on my own. And I had lived on my own before, like my own apartment by myself. So it wasn't a big deal to live by myself. And I found this great apartment and it was affordable and it was safe and that's what we did so i moved in and he had to help move me in because all of my stuff was still at his house his family's house and then that was it for that part of the journey I kept finding excuses for him to like come back to my apartment to help me. But I really didn't have any. Find out he's dating somebody rather quickly. We had broken up in August, he had met her in September. He was already posting pictures on social media by December. And going back and telling the story, I just remember the pain that I was in, that I felt like I just couldn't get out of. Literally some days I would just write everything that I'm so thankful for, like everything, even if that was just clean sheets. And little by little, I'm getting better. once I saw he was posting on social media, I was like, you know what? I need to get back out there. So I went on some dating sites and I went on a few dates and I realized I definitely wasn't ready. I went on a few dates with friends of friends, got let on a little bit, but I had fun for the most part. And then the school year is coming to a close, and that was a disaster of a school year. Two of my coworkers were out because one was sick and the other had broken her ankles. It was a mess of a year. And as I'm finally starting to feel better, an explosion at my job happens to the point that I am forced to resign. Parents wrote such nasty letters about me, how I'm not fit to be a teacher and such hurtful and hateful things that were nowhere near my character. But that's what happens when you believe a 10 year old. I was forced to resign from that position and It's the end of June 2017 and I'm literally forced to get my shit together. I must have gone on like at least 20 interviews that summer. And if all else failed, I was moving down to the Cayman Islands to work in a dive shop. And I kid you not, I got a job on August 31st and school started September 1. but I didn't because I held trust that no matter what, I was gonna be okay. I held trust that no matter what, the universe was gonna have me. I did a lot of reading through all of this. I did a lot of meditating through all of this. I did what I could for me that felt good. Working out was definitely something that felt good, so I did it a lot. I would go on walks when I couldn't quiet my brain. I would read a lot. I tried anything that would help. And when I got that job in September, my whole life changed. The commute I was making was 50 minutes each way. So I wanted to move closer. I was single, didn't know what to do. So I bought my own condo because I figured it was a good investment. I was a lot closer to work, a lot closer to my best friend, closer to my parents. And so January of 2018, I close on my condo. I keep doing the work, keep doing the work, keep doing the work. I decide, you know what? I don't wanna teach forever. I'm gonna go back to school. And I went back to school for my third master's degree Now I had a plan, right? (laughs) You know what they say when you make plans. I'm all ready for my third master's degree. And my best friend is like, Steph, you need to get back out there. You need to date again. And I'm like, eh, all right. So she puts me online. I go on a bunch of dates. Some of them good, some of them not so good. have some good stories out of it. And then out of nowhere, I get a text from my best friend saying, you need to meet me here right now. And I'm like, I can't, because I legitimately couldn't. She's like, no, you need to come now. I'm like, I can't. She's like, well, there's somebody that wants to meet you. I'm like, okay, who is he? She's like, he's one of Pat's friends. You've never met him. I don't know why you've never met him, but you've never met him. Okay. I was like, well, tonight's no good. Send something up. So she does. And I meet Jake. And for those of you that follow me, you know the rest is history. I started school in the fall. Jake moved in in December. Life was good. And then the pandemic hit. (laughs) Uh, And that's really what shifted my journey. But all throughout all of this, the key thing was that I was doing the work. I never stopped reading. I never stopped meditating. I never stopped moving you know, whether, whatever kind of workout it was. I was doing what I needed to do for me. I was doing what I enjoyed doing. I was putting myself first, which was a big difference. And then during the pandemic, I launched my business, which at first was a nutrition business. I met coaches online. And I started taking classes. And then that's really when it all started to take off. My business shifted into a spiritual business. I had my first high-level mentor. I went on a retreat. I hired my second high-level mentor. I worked with her for a long time. And while I was working with her, we revamped my business. I had branding done. And my branding is more firmed up and... I bought the house of my dreams. Jake and I got engaged two weeks later and now we're planning a wedding on the beach in Aruba for July. We redid our kitchen and it's amazing. And although my business isn't where I want it to be, I know it will get there. Because I'm continuing to do the work. I'm healing the ugly parts. I'm having difficult conversations. I'm crying, I'm feeling, but I'm not dwelling and I'm not staying there. And I think that's the biggest difference. Learning the emotional intelligence and energetic mastery has changed my life. Learning how astrology affects me has changed my life. Tapping into my intuition and living an intuitively led life is why I have the life I have now. And why I am able to do the work I can do. But all of this is because I found happiness within me. And that's what I help people do. I help them reignite that power within them. And if I can do it, you can do it too. So I know after this eclipse energy, you're probably feeling some kind of way. I get it. But use it as your opportunity to rewrite the narrative. Rewrite the script. Transform into who you really want to be. Pay attention to the opportunities. Listen to your intuition. And you can't go wrong. So. We're going to stop there for today. If you want to be on the show, please shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook at Stephanie Marie underscore two, two, two on Instagram, Stephanie Marie on Facebook. Let me know. I'd love to have you as a guest and as always sending you so much love and light. Have a magical day.